what is good? It's me, your friendly neighbor, Nerd the Bobo, and welcome back to Bobo's Block. If this is your first time joining us, thank you for tuning in to this block party that we have every single time I step behind the mic. If this is your 52nd, 53rd, 58th time or whatever, what up, Doug? It is good to see you again, and thank you for getting in it with me for the one time right here on the block, and I, I appreciate that we're winding down into this holiday season, and I want to tell you guys that firstly, this show is sponsored by my Patreon. Patreon is how you can do the most help and the best good for Bobo's Block is where our bread and butter lies. It's how we keep the lights going on here at Wonderground Media Studios. You can visit the website at patreon.com forward slash Bobo. That's patreon.com forward slash B-O-B-B-O. And there you'll find multiple tiers to help assist us in getting this whole production thing off and going in the way. So yeah, we have tiers starting from a dollar all the way up to $3,000. And if you hit that $3,000 mark, of course, you're going to go ahead and start putting in a registry on amazon.com because we're engaged to be married oh my god because you've bought yourself a babo at three thousand dollars a month honestly if you're paying me three thousand dollars a month like yeah kudos to you kudos to you indeed so let's go ahead and start kicking things off with the updates um <laughs> you guys know that this is uh the last like well a couple like like Penultimate, I think that's what it's called, Penultimate show before I take a break in December. We have one more episode that I'll be dropping on the 30th of the month, and that will be um, probably like a best of the year show. I don't know. We're going to do a lot of episodes, had a lot of nerdgasms, had a lot of news and shit drop. So I want to kind of look back on all the stuff or so. So I may do a clip show for the next episode and um, I'm thinking about what the next or the last movie review will be I want to go watch Eternals I'll let you guys know if I do it will it'll probably be that but if I don't um, I'll probably surprise you with a movie review it'll probably be something about the like that that's because you know the holiday times and stuff like that or whatever we'll, we'll see we will see it'll be something new something dope well um, hopefully I'll be able to get the Eternals out of the way but if I don't We'll, we'll, we'll pull out something out of my ass. <laughs> All right. So, yeah. So, a lot of the things that I'm um, setting up for you guys, we have a lot of stuff <sighs> still coming. Um, I have the stickers already done. So, what I wanted to do was sell them this month. But what I will do is my Patreon will be getting exclusive first dibs on the sticker set that I'm putting out. So, you guys, definitely, if you want to hop over to my Patreon, the old stickers will be free. All you have to do is sign up for any of the tiers. Um, probably, like, say, you could start with the dollar tier, or if you want to do the $5 tier or whatever, um, you guys will be getting stickers. You, it'll be a set of three. Um, and, like I said, hopefully you guys will enjoy them. I'll get with the, my patrons in the um, in the Patreon app DM. So, look out for messages from me there so you guys will know when and how I'll send those stickers out to you. And if you guys are, I'll say local, I'll probably drop them off. You never know, man. I don't know. We'll see. Um, <laughs> I want to thank you guys again for all the amazing support and love. So like I said, if you want to get in on this sticker drop that I'm going to be doing, it's going to be at patreon.com forward slash Bobo. That's patreon.com forward slash B-O-B-B-O. Okay. <sighs> all right. So let's get into the friend of the pod of the week, 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 week. I should have done the echo on that one, but <laughs> I just wanted to do that. Um, so, yeah, friend of the pod of the week are my homies at the Bat in the Hat podcast. Trey and Steve, um, they are members of the Jacksonville Podcasters Unite group. They are two dope guys who talk about all things nerdy. They have their new Bat Cave set up for their podcast. And I really want you guys to go check Bat in the Hat podcast out they are <laughs> really funny dope guys great conversations they have about all the all the things that we talk about here and just more in depth if you guys haven't noticed there's a kind of a theme to the podcast that i um <laughs> that i give you there's a lot of nerdy geeky stuff like i said because there are more podcasts just like bible's block out there in the ethos and i want all of us to shine and thrive and all of us be heard so yeah Definitely check out my guys, Trey and Steve, at the Bat in the Hat podcast. I'll leave their link below in the description. Their link tree will be down there. You guys can also find them on Instagram. You can find them on um, on Facebook and on Twitter, Spotify, iTunes. Their, their, their channel lives on Podbean. So, yeah, so definitely check them out. Um, great, great guys. Uh, shout outs to them, okay? So, yeah, so that is the friend of the pod of the week, 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 week. <laughs> 
<laughs> I gotta find a new new thing or whatever for 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 the pot of the week. Get a good sound effect going. I'll probably plan that out um next month. I'm, I want I want to do like all revamp and refresh for all this shit, man. So yeah, we'll see, we'll see. All right, so now let us get into around the next. And ATN this week is pretty dope or so, okay? So let's go ahead and start off with the return of the Mac. Um the the the, the OGs, the, the actual reason we have around the net itself. G4 is back. That's right. G4 the channel has been kind of doing their ramp up. They've been doing their whole before G4 type thing throughout the summer and the fall, but now officially G4 is back as a up and running news network for geek and nerdy news and shit. Like they had their launch um, week last week, for, starting on the 16th all the way till Sunday the 21st. Um, we've got new Attack of the Show. We have X players back. We have an esports show. We had esports awards this weekend. We had amazing, amazing live streams on Twitch, and um, they also went live on YouTube as well. Like they, they are pushing themselves back into the ethos, and like it's lovely to see. I've missed G four so much. I've done many talks, or many. Um, I've done many talks about my love of G four, and I've done a good bit of articles, um, like that I've written about the fall of G4 and things of that nature. I've written on the blog about G4 and everything like that. Like it's a pivotal part of what makes Bobo's block Bobo's block because I base a lot of this stuff off of the things that I love from G4. We do our nerdgasm or my nerdgasms are literally X play reviews. My, my around the net came from attack of the show. Like the, the way that I, I interact and, and, and kind of, give you guys the the meat and potatoes of all this shit really is based off of the og g4 system so yeah it's lovely to see there's people like the black okage in there now the completionist we have adam sessler and kevin Pereira have returned um you have um xavier woods or austin creed is a host as well yeah frost you have so many people there's so many diverse faces in G4 and there's so many people who make up the company now that I'm so proud to be a part of history watching them over doing this thing like doing the damn thing like they had a a great interview with um Adam Savage when he was talking with them, with Kevin Pereira on Attack of the Show the Loop I think that's going to be the podcast version of Attack of the Show um and it's dope to see Attack of the Show have a podcast because that's how Kevin Pereira started. That's how they discovered him. He was a podcaster in his basement, just kind of like running away, like, oh my God, like nerdy shit on nerdy shit. And Kevin Pereira is like a fucking pro at this. Like, he really is such a good host. And I missed. I missed him. I missed a lot of the G4 aesthetic. And I'm, I'm glad to see that they were able to kind of recapture the magic so yeah i want you guys to go out and support g4 hit them up on twitch hit them up on youtube go ahead and give them love and likes and everything's um follow them on all social media platforms at g4 tv it is great to have this type of source back in the nerd and geek community because when there was nothing it was g4 then it all blew up and it became the the name the norm the mainstream and g4 was like a legacy type thing now to see how they reclaim their throne it's going to be very good very immaculate so yeah all right moving forward in the docket title has released a new service that helps the artists directly it's called direct artist payouts this program will be give artists access to another payment stream by allocating 10 percent of their monthly subscriptions at the hi-fi plus tier to each listener's most streamed artist <laughs> that sounds really dope. Artists can now benefit directly from the biggest fans on Title. That's really amazing that Title is really reaching to a point where they're trying their best to get the artists direct money. Um, it's a it's truly a game changer when it comes to streams and things like that because you have fans who really want to support. Like if I were 
um to do this by probably my my biggest my biggest listeners that I would have on title would probably be like Wale or like um like uh some indie artists that I know personally like I want to support my friends I want to support my favorite artists and this is a great way to do that this is an amazing um, feature that they've added and this helps out so many independent artists who don't have the backing of major labels and things like that but they were able to get their shit on title and they were able to actually like say thrive a little bit or at, little, at least put a little bit more into their pocket from the from the people who love them the most they don't have to depend on like pennies on the stream or so so yeah all right moving forward in the docket another tech um another tech news story. So this is actually very interesting. This um popped off um literally Wednesday of last week. So this has been a conversation that's been going around for for a good bit in the tech sphere. Um Apple has kind of done a one eighty on another thing that they said they would never do. Um so right to repair has been a very big issue within the tech sphere of like people who have phones and people who want to um, work as like third party repair services and shit like that or whatever. It, it is a big thing to be able to repair your phone and not have to always send it in the Apple. I used to um, work tech support and literally every little thing, just send it in. Like I'll send you a box, send it in. We'll figure it out. Like we'll ship it back to you. But for that, you're without your phone like for a bit. Not even like a short bit. Like it's like a good seven to ten days. And, and being without your phone for seven to ten days now is bananas. It's crazy stupid. Like yeah, in in the whole rep- like the the loaner phone system, it's not even like a good way to like. It's not even a good way to like say, oh, that'll cover you because it usually doesn't. Um, and now, like, in if you were to or before all of this, if you were to go to a third party vendor or a repair shop, that automatically voids your warranty, and then you're fucked if something does happen that you want to send it in for because they're not using Apple official parts and services and tools and things like that, and that breaks the warranty. And then they're like, well, shit, we can't do this. Here's your broken phone back fuck off um (laughs) and this kind of softens the blow there are certain things that are are going to be allowed but most of the things are still restricted of course you'll have access to screen repair um battery replacement and i believe i think it's just screen repair battery replacement right now you can't do anything with the motherboard you can't replace buttons you can't replace speakers or ports um it's still very restrictive but this opens up a lot more than you had and honestly for myself if there was a repair that i want to do it probably would just be the screen or the battery because you didn't need to replace the battery that'll be a, a simple um like a pop open uh pop out resolder all that good stuff or whatever and the screen of course like said so everybody breaks their fucking screen no matter who you are what you do you've broken a phone screen in your life or two i had a friend one time who was literally at the checkout counter, buying a screen protector and case for his phone, drops it on the counter, shatters the screen. It happens. It happens. So it wouldn't be not wouldn't it be nice if you're able to just like, you know what, fuck it, I got this, boom, boom, pop it out, replace, boom, boom, back up and going. Or this gives the mom and pop repair shops the ability to do something to these phones now. Cause there's a lot of phones that you bring in um to a place, like you fix it or like um or like any like say computer repair place or phone repair place. And they're like, well shit, I can't do anything without breaking your warranty. This gives them the option and the ability to get, get Apple certified parts and actually do something to help you. Like it's really dope. Now that we have these, um, have these leniencies, um, given or provided that you, you'll be able to do something for yourself and you don't always have to rely on the Apple ecosystem as it's, as it's chokehold rains down upon you. But yes, it's very, very dope to see that Apple is kind of doing a 180 on some things. So like I said, with the last Max they put out, they brought back the ports, they brought back the SD card slot, and they also brought back like the, the fucking function keys to get the, the touch bar at the top. They went back to um the butterfly key system on the keyboard and this is another thing that we've always said like oh apple will never go back on it apple will never never do the right to repair but here we are now in 2021 they're about to start rolling this out by the beginning of next year you'll be able to sign up for these um certifications and get these 
certified tools and parts. So that's really dope, really dope to see. All right, moving forward in the docket, we actually have a new member on the block. Well, not this block, on another block that we all know and love, Sesame Street. Sesame Street is actually welcoming its first Asian-American Muppet in the neighborhood. Ji Young, a Korean-American seven-year-old who loves playing her electric guitar and skateboarding, has made her debut this week. If you guys check out um, Sesame Street, you will see that they've been making a lot more diverse and, like I said, openly um, like say openly active puppets to in like to engage children to seeing different lifestyles, p different people, because not everybody's the same. And like I said, you, you love who are your characters and your children's shows, but like I said, you need to sh also show your kids in a open world environment that people come from all walks of life. And Sesame Street has always done that. Even with the Muppets being monsters and, and birds and imaginary elephants, or sorry, imaginary mastodons and everything like that, they also have people. There are regular people on Sesame Street. And that's a dope thing to see that they're bringing in more diverse backgrounds because you get to meet um, Ji Young and you also probably get to meet her pup, her her parents as well, puppet parents. I was trying to say, um, Kathleen Kim um, is the puppeteer for Ji Young. That's the person who is under the the table and shit, and also doing the voice. So yeah, it's really dope to see that an Asian American person is playing an Asian American puppet. It's lovely. Um, it's also like the like how we finally made Cleveland Brown black on both sides. Um, I, it was something that was in the docket a while back, but I forgot to talk about it. Um, there's a young man who is now the voice of Cleveland Brown. Um, I can't. I, I'm not going to dig that far back. If if I come across it, I'll definitely let you. I'll let you guys know his name. I'm scrolling now, whatever. But yeah, um, a black man now plays Cleveland Brown. It's really dope. Really amazing to see that um we we can make these changes these small things that everyone thought it's just really impossible so hard to do or whatever or just oh that's just how things are like no 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 no. you can you can you can make or how is it steven university you can make a difference you can make a change like <laughs> yeah man it's, it's, it's really amazing how things are working out nowadays and in the hollywood ethosphere in the in the actual like backstage of it all so yes <laughs> very excited very lovely all right so next up on the docket we actually have something again from the tech sphere this is very weird maybe i don't know if you guys remember i was talking about the metaverse a couple of episodes around back in well, a couple of episodes back about how like things are moving from the digital i mean from the physical landscape to the digital landscape i don't even know was that just a random conversation i had with somebody but if but if you don't know, um, the metaverse is a thing or a concept that is coming more and more into fruition. Um, it's basically we are giving more and more of our mental capacity to digital landscapes than we are physical landscapes. Right now, we're about like we're about like fifty, yeah, fifty fifty ish. I want to say like fifty fifty. They're they're thinking that right now we're at a good enough um, balance to where it's not going to be too detrimental to our mental health or, or, or too detrimental or irreversible damage to our mental health or whatever. But they're saying sooner or later, we're going to move into 90, 10, 90% in the digital, um, digital space and 10% only thinking about the physical, like oh, eating, brushing teeth and like going to sleep and, and stuff like that or whatever, like using the bathroom, you know, like the, the basics necessities, like you gotta do that to keep the, the machine going. Um, but everything else will be done in a digital landscape. And this, what I'm seeing, is kind of bringing us a little bit more into that, um, that landscape. There's a, there's a company called Meta. Meta's are, I want to say a company, Facebook, who changed their name to Meta. Meta's haptic glove lets you feel things in the metaverse. So, um, as you guys know, um, Facebook did change their name over to Meta, and it's kind of trying to embrace like what they're trying to do. They're really trying to put us in a Ready Player One. This glove takes what you're doing in the VR, um, like I said, digital landscape, and helps you feel or interact with a more detailed sensory option on here. Like it has um, haptic sensors that um, simulate 
touch, texture, and all that stuff, and weight, things of that nature. Like, it's very interesting how they're trying to integrate us more and more. Like, they did a thing where people were doing handshakes. They had you pick up, like, a digital ball, things of that nature. So, there's different players. So, it may be something they're trying to integrate in more into the gaming aspect or the gaming um yeah, the gaming sphere of all of this because, like, it works with the Oculus, of course, because Meta owns Oculus. Um, so with it working with the Oculus, it it basically takes that VR experience to the next level. And, again, it gets us way closer to Ready Player One, which is very scary, very product placement-y. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, you guys will definitely... Um, check that out. It's I got this from 1.37 p.m. You can follow them on Instagram. That's where I got this from. On the Instagram, this was posted about three days ago. Yeah, three days ago from, or four days ago from when this podcast posted, okay? So, yeah, so definitely, um, it's, it's getting weird out there, bro. It's getting uber weird. So, next up in the docket, we're moving into TV space. So, we got our first look at the highly anticipated Pamela Isley, Dr. Ma- uh, sorry, I'm uh, sorry, N- not Pamela Isley this time, Dr. Mary Hamilton, Poison Ivy version of the CW Batwoman series. And this is the first look at the actress Nicole Kang as Poison Ivy. It looks amazing. If you guys want to go check it out, you can um, find that. Um, this was posted by Geeks of Color, and they have that on their Twitter, sp- Twitter, their Twitter page. And originally, I think um, they said Bridget Regan was supposed to be casted. We'll figure out. Like I said, yeah. Okay, yeah. Okay, so Bridget Regan is playing Pamela Isley. That's okay, yeah. And and Nicole Kang will be playing Mary Mary Hamilton and Doctor Mary Hamilton. So yeah, so we're probably getting a passing of the torch story. So that'll be dope. Um, I can't wait to see the next the next like said crop of are the next rogues gallery of villains that they pull out on Batwoman. They've been doing very good with their villains, such as like Black Mask. Of course, they have Alice and they have um, a lot of deep cut Batwoman villains that people really don't pay attention to or give much credit to. But Batwoman has a really dope ass gallery of, of villains as well. Um, so, yeah, go ahead and check out Batwoman. Of course, you have Batwing now as a in the field superhero, so I'm very super excited about that. Uh, really excited about that. So yeah. All right, moving on in the docket. So next up, Ghostbusters Afterlife. It dominated the box office in its opening weekend, projected to earn over forty million dollars in ticket sales. That is amazing for a movie that honestly a lot of us fucking forgot it was coming out. So Ghostbusters Afterlife. I've been heard. I've been told that it was a punch of nostalgia to the face. Like, oh my God, I can't wait to see it. I haven't gotten out of the theaters to see it yet because it's exclusively in theaters. I can't, um, I can't stream it anywhere and I don't want to bootleg it. So yeah, so I'm, I'm hopefully I'm going to get to see it very soon. I'm going to probably try and see it around the same time if I do see the Eternals and I want to also check out Spider-Man. And that moves us into the next thing in the docket. The Spider-Man Far From Home trailer or No Way Home trailer has been getting more and more crazy. Like I told you guys last time, I'm not going to put my hopes into a lot of this stuff. But that last trailer, what the fuck? Oh my god, it was so good. Like I don't want to get too hyped for this. I don't want to put up my expectations to be let down. But there are things that I saw in the trailer that do give me hope that a lot of the stuff that people are wishing for will be happening. You know, we're getting a fuck ton of people um, to return. So here's the crazier part. So the lot of the a lot of the rumors and everything be like, oh, the Sinister Six, Sinister Six. There's, we've only seen five villains. We've only seen five of these niggas. Like, who's the sixth person? And that's, and everyone's like, their trailer's giving away too much. There's still a whole six villain, dog. Still a whole six villain. And it ain't Venom. Like, it's. <sighs> then there's other things that I've seen where, like, oh, maybe this is that. And, like, it's, it 
they know what to do to start the speculation hype train. They know what to do to start to get us to thinking because it's funny how in every fucking trailer that's put out, it's it's like, oh, here's this thing. Yeah, here's this scene. But in Brazil, there's one trailer that goes a little bit further and shows you something that you makes you go, hmm, why the fuck did that happen? And they, and it. I hate the the digger like the people who who do the 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 theorizing and the diggers and the the rumor people and the dirt cheaters because they 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 put those little seeds a little nugget like well it is this and what is that and Mephisto and like uh, like all right I, I, again I'm not getting my hype I'm not getting my head hyped up over all of this stuff because we don't have any solid solid proof that any of this is happening and we like don't give me hope like <laughs> full on Hawkeye meme don't give me hope oh my god and that leads us in to our final docket story Hawkeye comes out this week it will be coming out on Wednesday November 24th on Disney Plus the first two episodes are dropping we're getting the full-on Christmas vibes from Hawkeye. And, um, yeah, this is going to be a good series. I I haven't been too excited about it, but I'm I'm excited to see what Kate Bishop does in her first outing, and I'm excited to see how the Phase 4 um, timeline plays out by then because we've been told that Hawkeye takes, two, takes place two years after Avengers Endgame. Two whole years. If you guys haven't been re- like really paying attention to the timeline, Spider-Man takes place about six to eight months after Avengers Endgame. WandaVision takes place two weeks after Avengers Endgame. Um, what else? Falcon and the Winter Soldier has not been explicitly said, but we're thinking it takes place a couple of months after Avengers Endgame or so. Um Spider-Man No Way Home takes place right after, yeah, it takes place right after Spider-Man Far From Home, which was, again, like I said, six to eight months. So that this will be about, like say, nine to ten months from Avengers Endgame or so. And then, like I said, whatever happens with Doctor Strange and Multiverse of Madness takes place right after that. Um, WandaVision, the end credit scene, looks like it takes place a few months after what she did so it's before no way home but after way yeah yeah so months after Endgame. so for hawkeye to be two whole years two whole years into the future we're setting up some big things with this show because we have to probably take it the fact that we're probably setting up young avengers we're probably setting up other aspects of phase four that we haven't even thought about yet so this is going to be an interesting ride and i hope to see where this lands by the end of the series. I don't know if this is a six, um, six episode series like Falcon and Winter Soldier, or this is going to be an eight or nine like WandaVision. I'll double check on that, but you guys will probably get an introspective on it in January. I'll I'll go over what Hawkeye does for the MCU. So yeah, that is it for the docket. So let's go ahead. I'm going to kick it into a musical break, and I actually have. Um, two of my faves on this one. Um, we have Andy Minio and Lecrae. It's their new hit, Been About It. Um, yeah, I hope you guys enjoy it. And I will kick it with you when you get back. And we're going to be talking about Army of Thieves. All right, see you after the musical break. I'm a young man. Get that what I came for. Cause I work hard. I got everything I prayed for. Money came fast, so now I take my day slow. Me and Cray just like MJG and A ball. Talk that talk. I just bought the flowers on a weekday. Baby, why would I cheat? You my cheat day. You a treat. That's right. You a snack. Fighting with your jeans, cause you got it like that. Well, okay, tell me what y'all fake. Mad about the day. Now I'm great, cause I remember when I ain't have a way. On a date, only had enough to pay for matinee. Now I'm straight, every morning feeling like a Saturday. Well, um, they doing nothing, got a lot to say. How you never had COVID, you still got no taste. Saw a girl I used to date, she pretend we was friends. She like, OMG, no, it's been a man. Tell me where you been, huh? Been about it, hey. Back up off me, man, it's getting crowded. Hey, when I'm in Cali, got it in and out of it. Whole lot of goofies in the 
city in the place I dwell. We just two young fellas in the ATL. We don't never cause trouble when we out in the streets, but then whoop, whoop, that's the sound of the police. I was shook. He was shook. But I kept it cool. Pulled us over on his shoulder just to say he dug the tunes. Then he let me off with a warning. We was on our way. 45 in the 50 till I hit the highway. Been about it. Glory to the father. I don't do the drama. I went vegan for the weekend. Now I'm back to beef and broccoli. Sipping sake. Practice wabi sabi. I don't need a thotty. My girl got that body yachty. When we walk inside a party, they like. OMG, you know it's been a minute. Tell me where you been, huh? Been about it. Hey. Back up off me, man, it's getting crowded. Hey, when I'm in Cali, got it in and out of it. Oh, lot of goofies in the spot, so I'm dipping out of it. Adios. In the gym, getting brolic. Mm. At the party, we don't bother anybody. Always kept it solid. You know I always kept it solid. by Enemino and Lecrae. So yeah, that is those are two of my faves. Um, I really enjoy hearing them spit every single time. So yeah, definitely um, go check that out. Link is down in the description below. Um, you guys definitely won't be disappointed. Um, so yeah, <sighs> all right, let's let's talk. If you guys um, if you guys know me, I'm of course a big movie head. But what you probably don't know. I'm a sucker for a goddamn heist movie. I love a good heist action movie like <sighs> Italian Job, Ocean's Eleven, the Ocean series in general. Um, I love The Losers. I love like um, what was it? <sighs> it was a movie with Daniel Craig and fucking Channing Tatum and all. Like I'm trying, um, trying to think, think of the name of it. Uh, yeah, uh, it was called, it was called Logan Lucky. That was a good heist movie. Um, there's a lot of good heist movies that I just really enjoy. I love a good like plot line that, that channels into like a big story arc and all the things like that. So yeah, definitely when I heard about army of thieves, It was something that really intrigued me. I think I, did, I think I actually did uh, uh, around the net about it um, when I first heard or first saw the trailer because it was from the universe of Army of the Dead. Um, that was the Zack Snyder Netflix movie. This is also produced um, and directed by Zack Snyder and his company or so. But this is a prequel. This is a prequel to a fan favorite character, Ludwig Dieter. Ludwig Dieter. Actually, is it named Ludwig Dieter? His name is Sebastian. Um, I'm trying to. I think it's like Sebastian. Ooh, let me go back to the to the character <laughs> to the character um, name on here for real. Uh, shush, 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 shush. No, 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 no. I'm trying to I'm trying to get his actual name in. Um, And then, because it, it's very German, it's, he's very German. His his real name is Matthias Schweischwarkhofer. Like, what the fuck? I can I can't say that. <laughs> um, Matthias or Matthias, uh, and he plays Sebastian. I can't remember his last name. It's again very German. I think it started with a W or something like that. But he um, is a a YouTuber and a banker and. He loves cracking safes. He's always loved cracking safes since he was a kid. Um, that was a big thing. Like this was the one thing he was really good at. 
and he, you would see that he was just like any other YouTuber would upload his, his weird, quirky rants and and like informational um, tidbits to the to the ethos, and then boom, zero views. Like it, that when I when I when I tell you, I first saw, like when I saw that about the movie like they were like oh he i was like oh is this something he's doing like during like the whole zombie apocalypse thing like oh he's uploading so people will know the stories of his safe stuff or whatever no no no, no. this was what he was doing before the zombie apocalypse happened um so yeah it was him uploading to um youtube and getting no views no likes no nothing but one faithful day one crazy crazy happenstance took place ludwig or sebastian got a comment he got a comment on his youtube video he was going about his mundane life going about his same coffee run getting the same little muffin going to the same dead-end bank job getting yelled at by customers every single day when he really doesn't have anything going for him but this one comment told him to meet them at this particular address and when you get there the password to get in is like oh what too it's enough like so y'all y'all know i i am not the best with pronunciation of names of a european descent this was a super german opera I'm going to try and get the it's because it's also if you watched Army of the Dead, it's the name of the safe that he is trying to get in the actual or he gets in the actual movie. So, um, let me see. I'm trying to get like a good synopsis of the movie for you guys. <sighs> so, um, but yeah, but the actual like I said the storyline of it, he is he is basically obsessed with this one particular safe creator he um he he has the youtube video about it it's a good exposition of it it's just like he explains the importance of the three safes the secret the the um the ring like they're all named after a particular set of operas um i want to say it's hans wagner is the name of the of the the safe creator or so i'm just trying to hold on, i want to get back to to this because like again it's such a good movie um so yeah let's go ahead and do this the wiki all right yeah sebastian yeah they just named him sebastian um yes so we get to we get to learn a lot about these these intricate very complicated safes do, through his YouTube video that was made by, um, yeah, Hans Wagner, the legendary locksmith Hans Wagner. Um, and there, there are three safes that were created by him that are in Europe. Um, there's the Siegfried, the, hold on, let me see. Um, I'm trying to get the trio of the safes. Uh, no, they won't give me the saves. Oh, I won't. Because <laughs> again, the big, the big three safes are named after um, the big operas that are that are dealing with Brunhilde, or uh, Brunhein, and the fall from Valhalla and things like that. Uh, let me see. Choo -choo -choo. I hate that. Uh, it's like I, I should have pulled the, I should have pulled this up a little bit earlier, but it, it, this goes into more of the cast and the people, and I want to get the safes. The safes are the real, the real thing that are really killing me right now. But we'll, we'll forget the safes until we get to that part or so. So here's, here's what I love about it. So Sebastian again doesn't know what's going on with his life. He comes to this place, and he's put in like a, a fucking safe cracking like drag race type tournament thing and he doesn't know what's happening but he he wins it he wins it all and you would be like okay i'm confused but i'm so happy to be here thank you like that's how sebastian is like all right let's do this um he wins the the cracking race and then he gets a little trophy to go home with um the next day he is approached or the night of 
he locks eyes with a beautiful woman. Like she, he could tell she's staring directly at him. And this is the first time that we met Gwendolyn. And Gwendolyn, if you guys um, have seen the trailers or so, is Masandri from Game of Thrones. Um, of course, you guys definitely know the lovely Natalie Emmanuel. She is playing Gwendolyn. Um, but there is a full supportive cast that is um, uh, that is making up this ensemble on here. So one thing that I really enjoyed about the cast, they fleshed them out very well. For them to be characters that we probably will never fucking see again, I care about all of them. I I care about them. Or I have strong emotional feelings about each and every single one. And I want to dive back into this world of Army of Thieves, but I don't even know if we'll get a chance to because the fucking zombie apocalypse, you know, right? Like, you know. So um, that's another thing about this movie. It's a zombie apocalypse movie that doesn't talk about the zombie apocalypse. It is like, well, they talk about it, but they don't fucking like, we don't deal with it. Like, it's hilarious to see because um, if, if how one of my friends who watched it um, put it, it's, it's a multi, a multi genre movie. And I want to see more of them. Like they, they were saying it too. I want to see more multi-genre movies. So having this, cause that's the first thing that you see on Google. When you, when you look up army of thieves is army of thieves, a zombie movie. My answer to that is yes and no. It is a movie that happens during the zombie apocalypse, but we do not have any effects of the zombie apocalypse in this movie besides like a couple of nightmares here and there and you see it on the news. We talk like there's one scene in the movie where it literally goes full jump the shark cuz like they introduce the inspector, the Interpol detective who's going to be tracking them down because you have to have that in the in, the, in a heist movie, this is a very like Lupin the Third setup. Like this is a very French man who is fucking pissed at these people, and he is coming for them. And he doesn't give a fuck what's happening in the world. He wants to catch these thieves. And his his second in command, Be, Be, um, Bella, yeah, Beatrix goes, "Hey, do you even think this is important right now? Because there's a whole fucking zombie apocalypse." happening in America. Shouldn't we devote resources to that? And he goes, fuck that. They shot me. I'm going to, like, this is our only chance to catch these motherfuckers. And, like, the movie does a great job of, like, yes, we know the zombie apocalypse is happening, but fuck that movie. Heist movie. And <laughs> it's, a, it's a dope thing to be a part of or actually to see play out because it's a looming thing in the background of the movie like yeah this shit is happening in america but we're in europe so fuck that um <laughs> and all these stupid americans they were like even they even made a joke about zach efron being being turned into a zombie like it's very much of like we we get it but are you here for that are you here for zombies right now no you're here for the fucking heist let's get into the heist and the heists are amazing um the three setup of the the heist are like kind of video game-esque you have it to where it starts off really easy and they, they even make a fucking joke about the cliche that all heist movies do because she sits him down. She's like, it's going to be so easy. It's just like going to be like one of those movies where we explain everything to you and it goes exactly to plan. And he's like, what? Like when you watch a movie and it does, everybody's showing them doing their moves and like, yeah, you, and by the end of it, you're done. And yeah, yeah, that's exactly it. And they really went through that, explained everything as they would in a normal heist movie. And then by the end of it, he's like, oh, I can't, it can't be that simple. And they're like, they're like, Sebastian, it is. We're already done. What? <laughs> and the beautiful thing about it is these, these safes are things of legend. They're things of whispers in the night. They're things of, are these actually real? Because the big setup, the big boss is basically the safe that we get to in Army of the Dead. It's the one that's named after the password that he was given. It's a very weird, weird thing to think that like, is th this is how safes are, are talked about in this universe. And like, it's a lovely thing because 
the when you learn about Hans Wagner, you learn that he created these safes out of like grief and out of mourning for his wife and his son that died. And it took him his entire end of his career in his life to create these beautiful, perfect safes that if anything would happen, they will literally just lock down and destroy themselves. Um, <laughs> and you learn as well that he built a safe and locked himself in and his safe was so incrackable that no one could get him out. So they just kind of took the safe with his body in it and put it in the bottom of the ocean. It was a burial of his own or a tomb of his own making. It was a very, very touching beat to the story because it gives you perspective and a little bit of foreshadowing. If I don't if to say so myself, um, when it comes to the overall action of this movie, it doesn't fucking skimp. And here's the crazier part about this movie. It's as non-lethal as it can be. No one gets murdered in cold blood. There are people who get shot. There are people who get shot or whatever. But every fight scene or action that's coordinated is legitimately like hand-to-hand. -hand. There are no bullets that are being shot into people. Like, it's crazy how good the fight scenes are between a lot of the actors and actresses. Like, Nat um, Natalie Emanuel fucking rocks it. Like, oh, my God. Because, again, I know her from Game of Thrones. I haven't seen her in this type of setting. But she is now one of the faves when it comes to because she can pull off super spy fucking jewel thief she she can pull like i feel she should be cast as the leading lady in a lot more things i enjoyed seeing her fucking kick all the ass in this movie um of course there were some great standout character work from a lot of the other other uh, crew so let's go to the crew you have four thieves who were recruiting um sebastian so gwendolyn actually is the one who's recruiting sebastian um she brings him into the crew which is corina um i think it's corina dominica something like that like that yeah um she's played by rubio feet there's rolf who's played by gus khan and there's brad cage aka alexis played by Stuart martin so um corina is the Girl, the girl in the chair. She is the computer whiz. She is the hacker. She's everything that is tech ops and all that good shit. Go, um, Gus Khan or Rolf is the driver. He is the getaway man. He's the wheel guy. You always have to have a certain setup of people. You have the the wheel man. You have the the tech person. You have the super spy or the thief, which is um, which is Gwendolyn. You have the action guy, the leader, which is Brad Cage, and hilariously. Again, Brad Cage is not even his real name. It's Alexis something. But but he was a British guy obsessed with American action movies. You can tell this. this is, again, this is a good character worker. So he named himself after his two favorite action stars, Brad Pitt and Nicolas Cage. And like they showed his backstory of him getting beat up as a kid. And he goes home and he watches Nicolas Cage do pull-ups and face-off in a jail cell. He's like, yeah. He's like, I'm going to start getting ripped. And like he's like the quintessential rugged man action star looking. And the, and the muscles and always wearing a fucking tank top and shit like he is like the epitome of what an action star is and you have the stark opposite of sebastian who is this a very very soft very very quiet humble little guy with curly blonde hair and like this and brad is like a rugged brunette man with like a big stubbly beard and jawline that will crack a walnut or some shit like it's it's a very good play off of each other because when you get to a point in the narr or the plot the story where brad shows his true colors like you see why like he, he it, as as immaculate and as amazing he is he's still threatened by sebastian and you get to a point in the story um where sebastian feels as if like there's he, he's like he has nothing at like he's 
gotten to these th- these accomplishments and he's got nothing after this. And you he only wants the historic glory, honestly. Because Sebastian isn't in it for money. He isn't in it for for like robbing these banks or anything like that. He's in it to say that he was the man to crack the Hans Wagner three ring fucking safe of a legend. Like he's he's done it all and this is the cherry on top where he will live in the annex of whispers among safe crackers around the world. That is his legacy. And and that's also what Gwendolyn wants. She knows that the world is going to fucking shit. And she's like, we have one shot to pull off the greatest heist and make history. And that's all I want. I don't care about this fucking money. I don't care about all this goddamn um, heat that we have on us. I want to pull this off before we're never able to do it again. Because these three safes are all about to get decommissioned. And do you want to see this man, Hans Wagner's greatest work, go down into the fucking ashes of history without ever being solved or cracked? Because no one outside of the people who know the combinations and things like that have ever gotten into these things. And it's a point of pride at this point. It's a point of, I want to be in the room where it happened. I want to be the person who set up this height, set up this job to where we took down the hardest safes to ever get into. And y'all that stories like that get me. And then if you have the betrayal, you have the backstabbing, you have you have the moments where you're thinking, oh, my God, this is all all going to come down, crashing around them and they're going to get caught. But then everything sets up just right. And they were fine all along. They, they had it all planned out. Or did they? Or what? Or was it just happenstance or was it coincidence? We never really know, man. Like this movie is so fun. And it's it reminds me of Baby Driver. Oh, another good heist movie. Baby Driver, it's such a good ride. It's such a violent ride as well, but it's it's a narrative that I love to follow. And and again, I am a sucker for heist movies. A sucker for like for action movies. So like this is something that's right up my like Drive, and fucking all the good shit. All the good movies that I love are usually fucking action movies, heist movies, or sci-fi. So yeah, so this is going on the list as one of like as a movie that I'm going to start recommending to people: Army of Thieves. And again, I I really enjoyed the aspect that no one had to die. Nobody had to die in this movie, and I, that's lovely. Like. <laughs> It's a small thing, but it's lovely to 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 see that every single character that you invested into fucking made it. They all live like because again, it's a zombie apocalypse already. We already know in Army of the Dead, a lot of people fucking died. A lot of people fucking died. We don't even know if Ludwig fucking survives. That's the big thing. That's why people were so okay. This I want to know more about Ludwig or whatever. He gets to the safe and he cracks it, and then we don't know if he makes it or not. Um, spoiler alert if you haven't seen Army of Dead. I haven't seen Army of Dead, but I Googled it. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it, it's, it's such a great way to distract yourself from all the crazy shit that is going on in the world. Because just as in Army of Thieves, the world is going to shit. Like, it's, it's... <laughs> It's hard to ignore a lot of these things like the Kyle Rittenhouse trial and still the the ever rising COVID numbers, the debates on mandates or not the mandate, like the, the, the harsh shit that you have to put up with on a daily basis, a good bank heist and fucking romp around Europe is exactly what you need to pull yourself out of like all the weird funk and shit like that. And I highly implore you go watch this movie. My favorite character, (laughs) my favorite character beyond Sebastian is Rolf. He's such a dope guy. And I wish he had more screen time. And I love that. Love the character 
portrayal by Ghost Khan. He's a really good one. My second favorite is Karina. She 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 embodies every like fucking sassy, I don't give a fuck type of character that you ever love in all these types of movies and TV shows or so. And um she's just a funny funny character, dog. Like she gives a lot of great one liners and a lot of good comic reprieve to a lot of the action and things that are going on. Sebastian is hilarious. He reminds me of Newt from um Fantastic Beast in that character vein of like he's just a very lovable character that you can't hate. You can't help but just root for this man. Like, oh my God. Um and shout out to the costume director and the team that put together that they um natalie emmanuel's like every single fucking scene she was on it like oh the hair the outfits the boots the shoes all that shit like she was fucking dope and also shout out to the soundtrack of this movie as well great Great soundtrack. Um, again, this had the big budget feel because it was a Zack, Zack Snyder written film. I think this was directed by his wife. Um, and like I said, this was like I said on par with Army of the Dead. You even get a good breezeway into Army of the Dead as the post credit scenes for this. Oh, so, sorry. <laughs> you get Dave Batista and um, I believe like his wife or so coming in to recruit Ludwig. Um, for the team and you get to also find out where the name Ludwig Dieter comes from if you are a big fan of Army of the Dead if you are a fan of the Zack Snyder verse um, this is a good watch for you to take in I thoroughly enjoyed it um, there are a lot of things I could keep talking about this like said so Delacroix um, Delacroix the detective the 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 inspector of this whole thing he was a treat and determined as fuck to get them um and the way that the movie ended was such a a light touching way to show that hey yes this may have been a heist movie but there was something real there after all there was something that i really didn't expect to feel when it came to a lot of these characters and I appreciate how this movie is written. I give Zack Snyder a lot of shit for um, the Justice League or whatever and a lot of his dark, gritty movies. But this is this is it. I want more of this Snyderverse. I want more of these type of interconnected narratives. What else happened during the beginning of the zombie apocalypse in this universe? Because, again, it's kind of only relegated to America at this point I want to say in arm or in um in army of thieves so there's other places and other things taking taking place while the beginning of the zombie apocalypse is happening and like I said it's only a few months into it or whatever when they do army of the dead so like I want to see what else is happening because if we can ignore a whole zombie apocalypse and pull off a heist movie Maybe there's other movies we could pull off within this universe, within this zombie type shit. <laughs> like, I I can't wait to see what Zack Snyder does because there is a sequel to Army of the Dead. They that are in in the works or in development or so. Hopefully, they're able to pull some more out of this universe. And again, weave in more stories like this. Weave in more fun action type shit that we get to do. Maybe we could do a international spy drama. Maybe we could bring Delacroix back. Um, maybe we can do, uh, say like a romance that's in this Snyderverse. Maybe we could do a fucking comedy that's in this, in this zombie Snyderverse. Like there's so many things that you could play around with. Like I can see a kind of Shaun of the dead type deal happening with the army of the army of universe or whatever. Right? Like I, I didn't expect to like it this much, but I, wow. I knew I was going to be in in love with the heist, um, heist nature of this movie, but I really, I want to go back and watch it over again. I want to go back, see what I missed, see some things. If I, I may even watch army of the dead. Who fuck knows? Like I, I have been zombified, like zombie fatigued and shit, but I may go watch army of the dead just to get the full, full layout of this universe. So yeah, 
I'm happy to see that there are movies that you can still go out and have fun watching. Even if you just take a movie night with, like I said, the ones you love, it's definitely a good watch. Go ahead and hit up um, Netflix and watch Army of Thieves. It is Friendly Neighborhood Nerd approved, and I definitely, definitely want to watch it again. So, yeah. Whew. All right. So I think that is about it for this week's episode. Of course, I can be found anywhere that you can stalk your ex on social media. That's Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. You can go ahead and hit up my Patreon again. As I told you at patreon.com forward slash Bobo. That's patreon.com forward slash B-O-B-B-O. He also hit up on YouTube at your friendly neighbor nerd Bobo. Um, and yeah, talk to me, talk to me, talk to me, baby. Old goofy movie reference. I always love that. Like <laughs> fucking Pauly Shore, man. Talk to, talk to me, talk to me, baby. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm always here. You guys hit me up on social. Hit me up in my um, email, bobosblock at gmail.com. Talk to me and we'll see what we can get um, planned out for you. Tell me what you want to see once the block comes back in January. That'll be something dope to see. So again, bobosblock at gmail.com or hit me up on all socials at bobofnn and tell me what you want to see. All right. So I have been your friendly neighborhood nerd, the Bobo. And until next time, peace. <laughs>